Well, good morning, everyone. I hope you enjoyed your breakfast. If you're in Brixton, it will be Aki and Salfish, dumplings, but we're here in Parliament. It's great to be here. The last two years has felt as if we have hit a rock bottom in terms of grief, bereavement, discouragement, and uncertainties. There has been a sense of which we've been in it together. All of us have been in it together. In terms of the challenges we are facing during this global pandemic. A mother whom I know lost her son on one given day. And on the next day, she lost her daughter. And after five weeks of waiting before she could bury them, only five people could have been present at that gravesite. I could cite more things that I could say, tragic experience of people. And yet for the church and for the Christian, the psalmist helps and encourages us. It says this, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. For Christians, God is with us. But also, we are encouraged to have the mind of Jesus, seeing things as he sees things, recognizing that through our griefs, through our challenges, there is hope. We are called not only to have this mind of Jesus, but we are called to be servants of others daily in our lives experience. And especially during difficult times, these dark valley experiences when it most matters. Over the past two years, there have been thousands of men and women who have rolled up their sleeves and have asked the question, what can I do to help? It has been most encouraging as a church leader just to listen to people from all over the country from the church saying, what can I do to help? I received an email from a street pastor management committee who said to me they had a 70-year-old man who was fit and well and was keen to get out and serve his community as a local street pastor. Christ has called us to follow him, but he's also called us to walk in humility as we seek to serve him and to live for him. And that's a challenge. As the church and as Christians seek to serve in humility. Humility is the absence of pride and the ability to be down to earth and modest under all circumstances. This is Jesus in his life. This was Jesus came into this world to serve, to serve us, to serve humanity. But Jesus also expects us as the church to serve in humility. 
and be found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Right across the United Kingdom, men and women who are serving their community without prejudice, demonstrated, demonstrated their concern and their passion for the common good of society. But there is a story. There is a story behind every person as a Christian, every person who goes to church and who wants to serve, there's a story behind them. And that story is a story of love, how God loved them and how they desire to pour out and to show their gratitude of, for that love to others. A story of forgiveness, how Jesus forgave them of their sins and how they want to have compassion and, and reach out to people and demonstrate that they appreciate and value the forgiveness of God for their sins. The story of servitude and humility. The story of the Son of God who came into this world and died on the cross. And yet it's a story of Christ in every believer whom the hope of glory a story of compassion. The fact that God gives his people the capacity to be compassionate, not living for themselves, but living for others and seeking to demonstrate that compassion for the weak and the poor and the marginalized and those who are in distress. At the center of our lives is Jesus and a desire to be like him and to fulfill his purpose here on earth. Many men and women are quietly demonstrating service, humbly and compassionately for the common good of their community, of society, of their city and their nation. But there's a challenge for us. Whether we're politicians, whether we are lay from the laity, whether we are church leaders, there's a challenge for us to work in a collaborative way, to work where we can work for the common good with everyone within our community, for the good, to bring hope, but that we recognize that as we work together, we recognize that we are bringing hope, but equally we recognize that we cannot do it on our own. I'm so glad to see so many parliamentarians here coming with their local church leader, sitting together, eating together. And I pray that they'll be asking the question, what can we do together in our constituency? It's important that we understand that the God who loved us, he's willing to give us hope and to use us to bring hope. The 2020 International Ministry Conference on Freedom of Religion and Belief begins today with over 60 countries represented and hundreds of delegates. It reminds us that there are Christians and others across the world who are working with zeal and hope for the common good of their society. And there are those who have become victims of kidnapping. Four months ago, I had someone in my home and we had lunch together and she was talking about her experience in her country and she was kidnapped twice. 
and the trauma and the pain it caused her and her family. She works with aid victims. As I visited her country four years ago and saw the work she did with hundreds of women in terms of supporting them and educating them and giving them skills and gifts, and yet she became a victim of kidnapping and the trauma. She's had to move home, and sometimes she says, I feel like I'm living in fear. But yet the love of Jesus that casts out, the perfect love of Jesus that casts out all fear gives her the strength and the ability to go on. Why do we do what we do? We do it because God has empowered us to do it. Sometimes people find it very strange in terms of what Christians do. I was out one night in Brixton at three o'clock in the morning and a man spent half an hour telling me how much he disagrees with my religion, telling me that my religion was useless telling me all the bad things that my religion had done. But after half an hour, it was raining, it was cold. After half an hour, he says, don't like your religion, but I like what you're doing. <laughs> he said, all of you come to my flat, come up to my flat, come and have a cup of tea and two spliff. <laughs> I said to him, we'll come for the tea, but I'll take the spliff home to my wife. <laughs> Sometimes people find it difficult to get their heads around the church, but that's okay. Let them see our good works. A woman of 79 years of age, a grandmother, trained as a street pastor at the age of 79. I met her a few years later in her 80s and she's just graduated as a street pastor, school pastor. This is because of the good news of Jesus and the fact that she seeks to have the mind of Jesus. She seeks to humble herself and she seeks to be a servant of Jesus. I want to encourage all of us today. I want to remind the church it's been difficult, but Christ has called us to be faithful. I want to remind all of us here today that Jesus, being found in the appearances of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. I want to remind us today that all of us have influence. All of us have the ability to influence and to make a difference. And we're called to serve. We are called to work together for the common good, not for just for the party, not just for the denomination, but for humanity. My words of encouragement to us this morning, give hope a chance. Let hope flourish as you seek to lead and as you seek to have influence and as you seek to exert your influence across the world, across the city, across our community. Let us recognize it's together we will make a difference. It's to get together the common good of our community would be realized. May the Lord help us as we continue to serve. Thank you.